0: You're listening to the Life Center Church Podcast.
1: this series. Two roads. Which one are you going to be on? You'll open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 23 and verse 33. It's just a simple verse you're going to say, Pastor, why did you choose that one? Well, i got a lot more to share with you, but, 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 but look at this verse. This one will lift you up. Snakes, sons of vipers, How will you escape the judgment of hell? We better pray. (laughs) Father God, I thank you for your love. Your love, great, great love. A love that sent Jesus to the cross for us. And Lord Jesus, as you preached, and uh, as we see here, this is the middle of one of your discourses, Lord. You were really upset because you you were seeing people that have we're walking a different walk. We're walking away from you and not towards you. And you were really trying to warn them and I just pray the same today Lord, to help me to warn those that may be on the fence, so to speak. Or those that are on the wrong path. Lord God, help us. Guide us. Just anoint me for this moment I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. How did the Lord Jesus preach his sermons? We all want to think that uh, there were times that he was just soft and mellow and just loving, and and, and that's true because sometimes he did preach in softness. Uh, As you read through the New Testament, you'll see many times where he was just very gentle in his talking and sharing. One, for example, is Luke chapter 11, verses 5 through 13, where he says, Then teaching them more about prayer, he used Suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight, wanting to borrow three loaves of bread. You say to him, a friend of mine has just arrived for a visit and I have nothing for him to eat. And suppose he calls out from his bedroom, don't bother me. The door is locked for the night and my family and I are in bed. I can't help you. But I tell you this, though he won't do it for friendship's sake, if you keep on knocking long enough, he will get up, and give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. And so I tell you, keep on asking, and you'll receive what you you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on
0: knocking, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And everyone who knocks, the door will be open. You you fathers, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? Or if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give you the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? What a wonderful sermon. Amen? Well, everyone should be asking at this point of the
1: service, if he was preaching, give me the Holy Spirit, Lord. Right? This is one of the examples where Jesus preached and it, it wasn't so so harsh. It was, it was really an
0: invitation. It was really come and, and get filled up and, and I'm ready to give it to
1: you. But then there were times he preached with sternness. uh, preached a little harder. And, and some people think that since God is a God of love, he could never speak harshly. I mean, no, that's not true. But, but you know that it, it, if we love our kids... You love your kids, don't you? Let me ask you: Have you always speak lovingly and kindly to them? If they were about ready to run out into the street as toddlers, I'm sure you'd say, "Oh, oh, sunny boy, could you come over here?" You say, "Stop." The same way Jesus would preach because he saw his children not doing it the right way. And in the Matthew's Gospel here taking up at verse 13 at chapter 23 through verse 29 and I'm just going to read a couple of verses here. What sorrow awaits you teachers of religious law and Pharisees Hypocrites, for you
0: set the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's spaces. You won't go in yourselves, and you don't let others enter either. Did you note that? What sorrows awaits you, teachers of religious law, and you, Pharisees, hypocrites? For you cross land and sea to
1: make one convert, and then you turn that person into twice the child of
0: hell you yourselves are. You think he's saying that
1: nicely? Blind guys, what sorrow awaits you? For you say that it means nothing to swear by God's temple, but that is that, that it is binding to swear by the, God, by the gold in the temple. Blind fools, which is more important, the gold or the temple that makes the gold sacred? And you say that to swear by the altar is not binding, but to swear by the gifts on the altar is binding. How Blind! For which is more important, the gift on the altar or the altar that makes the gift sacred? When you swear by the altar, you are swearing by it and by everything on it. And when you swear by the temple, you are swearing by it and by God who lives in it. And when you swear by heaven, you are swearing by the throne of God and by God who sits on the throne.
0: What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law, and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens, but you ignore the more important, uh, important aspects of the law. Justice, mercy, and faith. You should
1: tithe, yes, but do not neglect the more important things. Blind guides, you strain your water so you won't accidentally swallow a gnat, but you swallow a camel. What sorrow awaits you, teaches the religious law. And you Pharisees and hypocrites, for you are so careful to clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside you are filthy, full of greed and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisees, first wash the inside of the cup and the dish, and then the outside will become clean too. What sorrow awaits you teachers of religious law, you Pharisees and hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, beautiful on the outside, but filled on the inside with dead people's bones. Sorts of impure, all sorts of impurity. Outwardly, you look like righteous people, but inwardly, your hearts are filled with hypocrisy and lawlessness. Wow. As strong as these words get, he sums it up by what we read in verse 33 Snakes, sons of vipers, how will you escape the judgment of hell? The reason
0: he preached this stirring sermon to the Pharisees, because everything he
1: said was true. You know, he can see into your heart and into your life. He knows if you're faking it, if you're just going through the motion, just like people who come to church, people can come to church, say all the right things, do all the right things, and yet their hearts, the insides, are not where they need to be. The Lord looks at the inside. He looks at your heart. They were hypocrites. Jesus was just trying to open their eyes because he loved them so much. open their eyes to the truth. You see, hypocrites are not saved. They think they are, but they're not. The danger of hypocrisy is that not only does the hypocrite fool others, what they're doing is also fooling themselves that they're in the right place, they've done the right things, they're gone, going through the right motions, but with the wrong heart, they're not right. Lord asks these hypocrites, how will you escape the judgment of hell? See, hell is not a curse word. Did you know that? Hell is not the product of
0: someone's imagination. Why? Because hell is a real place. How many
1: know that? You know, there's a lot of people even in religious circles that don't even want to preach hell because they say that hell doesn't exist. If God's a God of love, there's no hell. But there is. There is. it is. It is a place prepared for the devil and his... Look at this. Look at chapter 25 of Matthew and verse 41. And what does it tell us? What hell is prepared for? Look at this. Then the king will turn to those on, on the left and say, Away with you, you cursed ones, into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his demons. Hell was not prepared for you and I, and yet that's where many are going to be going if they don't put their faith in Jesus Christ. Hell was prepared for the devil and his demons for all eternity. The Bible says hell was prepared for them. If you insist on going there, you're going to be a trespasser. But some will go there. Many today are on the road that leads to hell and are traveling at breakneck speed. They, they don't care who gets in the way. And really, and uh, I preached a uh, little three seven years ago that we borrowed from Time Bar Network. You put roadblocks in the road, mom, dad's prayers, the church, Sunday school teachers and all. And you have literally have to go all through all the roadblocks to get to hell. But many people in breakneck speed are just going right through them. Just like a drunk that doesn't know what he's doing, going right through all the, the blockages in order to get to hell. And people are doing that are going to be trespassers. That hell was never meant for us. And yet many are going to be there. Some are going there and they know they're going there. They're headed for that dreadful place and they do not, they don't want anyone to throw up any cautions. No signs. Don't, don't, don't tell me where I'm going. Don't tell me how to live because I, I want to live for myself, they tell you. Some are going there and they do not know they're going there though because no one's told them is a different road. In Matthew chapter 7 verse 23 23, it says this, On judgment day many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and performed many miracles in your name but I will reply, I I never knew you. Get away from me you who break God's law. Proverbs 14.12 says it this way, There is a path
0: before each person that seems right but the end is death. God says that many will be going on, uh, going there, and,
1: and not even knowing that the road they're traveling on is the one that leads to hell. If they knew the horrors of hell, listen, listen, they, they would put it, put on the brakes and turn around, wouldn't they? If they knew what hell holds, no one would want to go there. And yet many go, and are, are going. So to help you, and maybe help you help someone else. I want to share with you a few things about hell that that maybe you know and maybe you don't know, but I want to share some things with you today. Can I? You have no choice. That's what I'm Sound as if it, it, it's one of the worst things on the earth is the Christian who would like to impose his lifestyle on others. We get in trouble, it seems, in this world, we try to tell them the truth about the gospel. We're trying to impose our will on other people's lives, they tell us. Right? You can see the disgust in, in a sinner's eyes and, 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 and mannerisms when they start describing the religious rites. You've seen it? You see it? Christians are accused of imposing their ideologies on, on others, but those who are making their accusations never think about the fact that, that they're doing the same thing to us. They're doing the very same thing to us. Our world is trying to shape us into their image, and, and God says, No, 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 there's another way. It's better. And many of the lost think that the godly are uh, out to make life as miserable for them as they can. However, one day, they're going to have to change their minds, whether they like it or not. What I'm talking about, when God raptures the church away from this earth, oh, what a day that's going to be. Amen? For us that are on that list, for us that have a reservation in heaven, for us that know what is right and what is wrong and how to live before the Lord, oh, that's going to be a glorious day, but... I want to warn you about something i want to tell you that we are the ones as bad as this earth is as bad as this situation is in this world today take the christians out and it gets a whole lot worse this world gets a whole lot People will see more raping and more stealing and more uh, cheating and more lying and more uh, atrocities than they've never seen before in the history of the world. Because there will be no Christians to keep the peace, no Christians to keep us in order. It'll all be gone. will all be gone. Hell will have will be a place of no restraints whatsoever. All Satan has invented will be there and will exist. And no one will escape the evils of hell. Because the fires of hell will be evident everywhere. When the lost come to the end of the road of life, they are going to enter a place where the redeemed will be missing. But there will also be something more important. The redeemer will be missing. As bad as as it may be for those that are lost and never see another Christian Think about this: if you're a, if you're a young person, or maybe not so young anymore, but you lived all your life away from the teachings of your parents. Well, if you're in hell, you, you, you will not have you will be there all by yourself. Mom and dad will be in heaven, and, and you'll be there all by yourself. But but as bad as that is, as bad as that is, the, 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 the worst sinners will be what. When sinners realize they will never see Jesus face to face. They will not see him in all his splendor, in all his glory. They will not see him uh, seated in, in, on that throne. They will not see in, him in the magnificence. You know, a lot of us talk about when we die, I can't wait to see my brother, my sister, my mom, my dad, my husband. that's passed. You know what? The brightness and the glory of the Lord will shine so big and bright. The only one you're really going to see is Jesus, first and foremost. And that will be more than that. They're going to a place where the Lord does not dwell. He does not dwell in hell. He dwells in heaven. John 14 verses 2 and 3 says it this way: "There is more than enough room in my Father's house. If this were not so, I would have told you that I'm going that I'm going to prepare a house, a place for you. When everything is ready, I will come and get you, so that where you that you will be with me always." Hallelujah. I'm going to prepare a place for you. When the lost reach the end of the life's road and step into hell they're going to place a place where they can spend eternity and the
0: redeemer that they could have turned to for salvation today will not be there.
1: You know how it is when, when the sinner is in, in, in that foxhole and the bombs are flying everywhere. What do they say? They don't say, oh Satan, save me now! What do they say? This life, we can find ourselves in situations where the sun is just drenched. I mean, you know, the, the, the summer was going really good till yesterday in, in this area. Did you notice the temperature went up and the humidity came in? And it was, it got hot yesterday, and they tell me it's gonna be hotter today. And when, when our body, you're working outside or you're going through, you just physically beat down, our mouths start becoming dry, and we immediately look for some place to get a cool drink of water, something cold to refresh us, don't we? And some of us,
0: you know, you have this nice refrigerator, you just take your glass and go to the the front
1: door of that refrigerator and and the water comes out So good. And if you really want it cold, you get ice next to the other side. And, and yeah,
0: have a nice cool drink of water. And doesn't that feel good? Yeah. But when the wicked come to the end of the
1: 16 verses 22 to 24 says this. Finally the poor man died and was carried by the angels to sit beside Abraham at the heavenly banquet. The rich man also died and was buried and he went to the place of the dead. There in torment he saw Abraham in the far distance with Lazarus at his side. The rich man shouted, Father Abraham, have some pity. Send Lazarus over here to dip tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. I'm in anguish in these flames. How bad must it be for someone to be refreshed by the smallest of drop that could come out your finger? How desperate for refreshment must he have been that that, Shows up there just on the the, the Oscars of hell to be able to drip a little drop into the rich man's mouth. That's all he wanted. That's all he thought would refresh him. But in hell, there'll be no refreshments. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Because some of us have been really thirsty and, 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 oh, just for one of these, oh, because. of my whistle. So, could you imagine if every bottle that he picked up was empty? And yet that's what it will be like. There will be nothing to refresh you.
0: The rich man, like so many sinners, will spend eternity in a place where refreshment will be missing. Fourthly,
1: relief will be missing. In this life, we come into contact with things that bring us pain, And and, and what do we do? We head for the emergency room, right? You ever been in such pain, and all of a sudden uh, you finally get into the room? The doctor says, "Oh, we we can ease that pain," and he starts smiling again, right? Or we go to a medicine cabinet, and we got a splitting headache, and we can take some Tylenol or whatever, and. Some 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 of us let's face it tolerate pain better than others, right? Maybe you're married to somebody who just can't stand pain, and the other person, I mean,
0: you know, the famous line the wife says, "You never had a baby." Don't talk to me about pain,
1: right? And we get past that place where we can't tolerate it anymore. We got to have relief, don't we? We got to, something things got to take care of this pain, this throbbing. We'll do anything. Oh, doctor, I can remember when I, just a few months ago, I had an endrow toenail, and it was painful. And I said, doctor, you got to do something. And, and I mean, uh, I put my foot up there, and, and if you've had one, you, you you know what goes on. And, and it's, uh, when they put the tourniquet on my tongue, they oh, no. go ahead because it hurts so bad no matter what he was doing was going to be better than that right we all have some tolerance (laughs) he got that way with the rich man in hell though he was in so much torment he couldn't stand it anymore look again Luke 16 again that verse. Finally the poor man died and was carried by the angels to sit beside Abraham at the heavenly banquet. The rich man also died and was buried and he went to the place of the dead. Then in torment he saw Abraham in the far distance with Lazarus at his side. The rich man shouted Father Abraham have some pity. Oh, right then he probably would listen. If you give your heart to Jesus to experience that, because that but then it'll be too late why couldn't he have something we're giving them all that we can give them now in this life when the lost man comes to the end of the life which leads him to hell you'll find he's in a place where there's no relief relief is missing there's not going to be time out devil I don't. I, I can't take this anymore no you'll not be able to head to the medicine cabinet to grab a bottle of pills will not be able to run to a liquor store and get something to drink. He will not be able to get something from the local drug dealer and get me out of this place. He will be in hell. Hell is a place where there will be no relief. He could not buy one shot in the arm to give him relief. uh, uh, Nothing could be given to him. No, No little bit of shame, no Riches will be missing. The rich in our society are able to purchase favors, aren't they? They're able to buy their way into things and situations and anything they can. They've they got the money, they can do it. I, I looked at some of these guys. They're going to be some very rich people after this weekend because the NBA uh, free agency is going on this weekend.
0: If you practice a little, maybe you can do it too.
1: Luxuries more than they've ever wanted. They enjoy
0: advantages that we don't have because we're just common people. But Luke sixteen point
1: two, says, By the poor man died and was carried by the angels to sit beside Abraham in the heavenly bed, but the rich man also died and was buried, and he went to the place of the dead. When the rich man came to the end of the sinful life, he discovered that all the riches he had, all the bags of money he had, you know what, I've never seen a a, a, a U-Haul truck on the back of a hearse. It doesn't go with you. disintegrated, but those pockets will still have the money, and the rings will still be in the coffin, and the gold chains will still be there too. You can't take it with you. You can't. Same chapter So now he is being comforted, and you are in anguish. See, the rich man could remember how how he he, he, he could remember what he had on earth, and it wasn't helping him whatsoever in in hell. Nothing, nothing he could not buy because he had no money. He could not ask somebody to come, you know, because in his his life on earth, I'm sure he could pay for. I'm hot. Get that guy with a band. cool drink of water from that waterfall uh, you know, a few miles away and bring it back quickly because I'm thirsty and want that kind of water. He could have paid anybody. But in hell, he can't buy favors. He can't because of his prestige and, and place of, of honor order somebody to do something. No. He had more wealth than any other man. And if he could have used it in hell, he would have. says this, For none of those I first invited will get even the smallest taste of my banquets. For none of those
0: I first invited will get even the smallest taste of my
1: banquet. Whether it was I'm sorry, that was the wrong chapter. (laughs) That works too, doesn't it? Man shouted, Father Abram, have some pity. Send Lazarus over here to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. I am in anguish in these flames. He cried for mercy, but it was too late. He cried, oh, I can imagine it, it wasn't just a simple cry. just just give me a taste a touch I need it every lost person here will plead with God one day to have mercy on them but it will be too late in hell there will be no rescue we all have seen some amazing rescues especially in the last few years with the floods and the hurricanes and, 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 and the tornadoes and earthquakes, uh, right, we, we, we marvel. Uh, you remember just a, a couple of years ago where those, those, those uh, uh, boys, I think it was in the Philippines, and, and they got stuck in a cave, and they got flooded, and, and the, these, these special trained divers went in and rescued all of them, and everybody rejoiced, because we see incredible, whether it's a fire, a, 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 a car wreck, a flood, a tornado, a sinking ship, We have watched these rescues and have been amazed at all that's been accomplished. But in hell, there will not be one rescue made. There will not be, oh, the devil comes up, oh, what are you doing here? You shouldn't be here. I'll send you back. No. If you die without God's word. If you do not know Jesus Christ in in this life, there is no no, there's only one place you'll be headed to. Remember I said there's only two roads. There's one to heaven and there's one to hell. There's there's not many roads. There's two roads. Jesus came to the rescue came to rescue us from that place that, that was meant for the devil and his demons. That's why Jesus in Jesus' hands. That's why the Bible says it very clearly. Today is the day of salvation. Not tomorrow. Today. Did you hear that? Today. Not tomorrow. Next week we're going to be right back here in Luke chapter 16 if if the Lord wills. Notice I said if the Lord wills. Because we don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't know if we're going to be here next week. Really, if you think about it. We're going to talk about how do you get to hell from here. But only God knows if we'll be here next week. And if you're here without Jesus Christ as your Savior, today is the day of salvation. If you're listening on the internet watching, today is delay. Respond today. Don't wait Oh, I'll wait till next week when, when he tells us, uh, uh, or, or in two weeks when he talks about uh, the road to heaven And, and in August. Sometimes a friend, you may not make it that far. You say, Pastor, you say that all the time. You know why? Because I've pastored it long enough to know there are some weeks that the person who was sitting there on Sunday was not there you had to bring people to attention. And people needed to understand that there's a place other than heaven where many will be headed. Because the Bible talks about a wide road that leads to hell, an easy road that leads to hell. But the one that leads to heaven is a narrow road. room for everybody. When we truly look at the scripture that describes heaven and and dissect it and try to figure it out, it's big enough for everybody that's ever been born. But not everybody's going to be there. Not everybody. I pray, God, for those in, in this room, those listening on and watching on there's anyone that wants to change their course. (laughs) They can. Hallelujah. They don't have to go to that road, that wide road. They can go on the narrow road. See, it might be more difficult uh, only because you ask for us to live a, a life pleasing unto you. But you give us the power to do that by your Holy Spirit those times we can't go but it, you, uh, you pick us up and you carry us because you promised to never leave us or forsake us blessed be the name of the Lord so if you're here today whether you're watching us that below are you where you need to be have you trusted in who you have to Father, as we gather here today. Some are head but God may we who have our faith in Jesus walk like saints walk like believers, live like people whose sins
0: have been forgiven and we thank
1: you for doing that Lord we thank you for setting our, our path straight and, and Lord God helping us to walk steadfastly before you you for filling us with love and and instead of spite and and ugliness. Thank you, Lord,
0: for saving us. To you be all the glory and all the honor. We love you,
1: Lord. We love you, Lord, and we praise your holy name as we pray this in that name. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The sun remains in the house forever. So, if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. What a wonderful truth to be reminded of. We stand in stark contrast to the world. One that is inviting. slaves to sin, and it's only by him that he can set us free. And so we cry this morning with the beautiful truth that the highest king would come and lay down his life to save us, and hell is not our home, and we will return to him. Amen. Thanks for joining us. For more information on
0: Life Center Church and our ministries, visit LifeCenterChurch.com.